Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. All right, we spent all day yesterday talking about the the start of the NBA All-Star break, which officially didn't start until late last night because there were two games. Most teams, including the Jazz, were on the break after the Wednesday games, but there are a couple games Thursday, and one in particular, I think, interests Jazz fans. The Celtics beating the Clippers in double overtime in Boston. Paul George hurts his hamstring. He just cannot stay healthy. Kawhi Leonard, 28 points in the double overtime game, 11 boards. Those are nice numbers, but he was 10 of 27 shooting the ball. So 28 points, but they made him take a bunch of shots. Lou Williams had 35 points, but on 14 of 33 shooting. So again, basically a point per shot. And Boston gets the win in double overtime. So the important thing for the Jazz is that's loss number 18 for the Clippers. That's as many losses as the Jazz. Now the Clippers are a half game in front of the Jazz because they played one more game and they won it. They're 37 and 18. The Jazz are 36 and 18. But the Jazz hit the All-Star break, a half game behind the Clippers, a game and a half behind the Nuggets. The fight for second place very much alive. Very much alive after the All-Star break. Third of the way through the season here, Jazz have played 54 games. Clippers have played 55. 27, 28 games to go. Essentially a third of the season. Very interesting when we get back to action. Jazz will do it with a bunch of home games, but we'll get to that coming up. So that was the big news in the NBA. That and the fact that uh, the Thunder won. They beat New Orleans. And Stephen Adams made his first three-pointer of the season, and he threw it in overhand from the backcourt. It's a weird-looking thing. If you haven't seen it yet, it was all over social media. Anyway, the college basketball, I really don't have much to say about this. Weber State and Utah didn't answer the bell and got just smoked on the road, didn't shoot the ball a lick, and both of them just got blown out and had no chance whatsoever to win. Wasn't remotely close for the Utes. They were down 16 at halftime. They lose 70 to 51. At no point did it ever feel like they were going to get back in the game, let alone win it. It was really a poor performance. I don't know if that was more disappointing or UCLA was, but they were both pretty disappointing, especially after what they did at USC. When you look at the last three road games, SC looks like they're probably the best of those three teams. And the Utes were right there with a chance to win. Led for a big chunk of that game. Lost it by giving up a 6-0 run in the final minute. And I think there was like an 8-0 or 10-0 run in the middle of the second half that got SC back in the game. But the Utes did some good things there. And then they did nothing good at UCLA. They did nothing good at Oregon State. And they got blown out both times. It doesn't make any sense. You know, they're getting older and more experienced and playing lesser teams out to do better. But they didn't. They'll play Oregon Sunday. For BYU, uh, it took a while. But then in the middle of the second half, they finally blew Loyal out, blew him off the floor, ended up making 18 three-pointers, which is a school record. Uh, Barcelo was really filling it up. He was 6 of 8 from 3. But um, Oz doesn't have to apologize for his 4 of 8 from 3. I think Connor Hardy might have to apologize. He hit all three of his three-pointers. But one of them from kind of the uh, right side there hit the, hit the rim. Bounced high in the air, kind of almost came to rest on top of the backboard, and then fell through. Shooters bounce for sure. So BYU gets the win. They uh, just annihilate Loyola Marymount. The final score there, 77-54. to And now it's off to San Diego to play another team from the bottom third of the West Coast Conference. All right, DJ and PK, more in a moment. Stay with us. This is 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up, All-Star Weekend. PK and I look ahead. 
Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. All right, PK. Yeah. All right, we got college basketball to talk about, but we don't have a lot of NBA to talk about because now it's officially the All-Star break. A couple games trickling last night. Obviously, the Jazz are well into their All-Star break. It's All-Star weekend, and the reaction from the people is... I don't know what. Largely a shrug of the shoulders. Really? Yeah. Here locally with two guys in for the first time? I think they're happy those guys are in, but I don't think it's about the game. I think it's about the recognition, and that happened a week ago. So I think there was some legit excitement over that. Yeah, All but, right, they've but been the named. fact that they're in locally, that gives us at least a minimal reason to watch the game. Yeah, I suppose. You, before, you didn't have any. Fact. Now you got something, and you got two guys that aren't entering their free agency year. Last time you had one, and he's gone. Fact. So now you got somebody, somebodies, who are here, and they have to be here. Doesn't look like they're going to be whining for a trade, a la Anthony Davis, unless we totally misread them. That would be the biggest misreading since Mel Tucker tweeted out, "I'm committed to the University of Colorado." <laughs> <laughs> Mel's going to be a punchline for a while now, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's really committed, bro. Thank you, Mel. This is your, you, you ought to marry a Kardashian. You're so committed. But a bing. <laughs> That's how committed you are. And we know how Kardashians are committed to relationships and marriages. Let me ask a former jazz man. Ah, you're going to Chris. Don't call me Jay Humphreys. Yes, I am. Yeah. So these guys are going to be here. I think it's an exciting time. Your first all-star game is like your first kiss. Yeah, well, yeah, but if he goes in at and that scores level. 20 points, Gobert, that'd be against awesome. no defense. It doesn't Gobert matter. Gobert gets 10 dunks. It doesn't matter. Mitchell gets... It doesn't matter. We're not... Four we're not, threes and four layups. That's great. You want them to show well. You want the national folk, the broadcast, to be talking about them. That's even better. Except there's no defense. It doesn't matter. There's no defense for anybody. If you're looking for hardcore, true competition, (laughs) go watch uh, uh, the ladies' games somewhere. Go watch any game somewhere. Go watch high school. Waiting for the NBA to restart. Yeah. I don't like this weekend. Okay, I understand. But I think you're missing the point of what it means for the Jazz and the Jazz fans. Jazz fans are constantly striving to get some national pub you know, they uh, they beat Houston. Oh, what does it mean for the Rockets? Not, well, the Jazz, they got pulled off this great win. No, I saw it the next day. We watched, we have the sound off, but we have these morning shows on. And everybody well, does yeah. the graphics now, so we know the topic without the sound. Yeah. Because all the graphics have them say, what does it mean for the Rockets? Right, and if they got an NBA guy in there, Richard Jefferson, they're probably talking NBA. Yeah. Right, what does it mean for the Rockets? Not, man, Bogdanovich just hitting two threes, game winners. What does it mean for them? Can they challenge? No. What does it mean for the Rockets? Because they have stars that are on a higher level. 
in terms of publicity in Westbrook and Harden. So here's an opportunity for the Jazz to get their guys some not notoriety because that stems from notorious, some which publicity. is a negative. Some positive run. Some love. Yes. And you can build on that. I mean, I think the statues certainly got it. They were resoundingly respected. You know, I don't think Gobert and Mitchell have it yet. They're still younger, particularly uh, Mitchell, obviously. So, yeah, go out and score 25 points. I get it. No defense is played. But if you score two or three or four and don't get any run, then then, then it's like, uh, well, so what? But if you play well, yeah, and, and probably four other guys are going to have as much or more. But so what? You have it too. This, this might be the first All-Star game in years that I will actually, I don't want to say look forward to, but we'll know when it's on and we'll turn it on. It'll be the first one in three years. How do you know? Hayward. No, I mean for me personally. Right. But you watch it because you're a jazz guy. Yeah, but I don't... You're covering the jazz. I know, but I I never felt that Hayward was... I I'd heard too many stories. I know. That he Literally was, the yeah. summer before, he was at a tennis tournament and he had a great time. Will you come back next year? I will if I'm here. Whoop! Red flag going up. Yeah. So, oh, and the stories we had heard, and I heard stories about him at the All-Star game. Uh, so, I'm not hearing from these guys. These guys, at least for the time being, are committed. And, you know, it's a business. I get it. I, I fully understand it. But for the time being, they're financially, contractually obligated, I should say, to be here. And as long as these two guys stay here, they're going to be competitive, and they can add. They get enough quality management to add pieces around them. We've seen it. So I think it's a big opportunity for these guys to get some run. And it's your it's your first time. You know, you're making it six, seven times. It gets a little boring, and you probably can't say it as much, but you wouldn't mind missing it. I do remember catching up with John Stockton in the hallway after a shoot-around, and he wasn't named to the team. John, are you really... Uh, disappointed as breaks the streak of going to the All-Star game? Are you looking forward to staying home and having the downtime and the time off? And he just had this little smile on his face. He says, I just take it as it comes. Uh-huh. Because it's wrong to say, the All-Star game. <laughs> right. It's a bad look. <laughs> it is a bad look. Absolutely. And so you can't say it. It's one of those things. But he didn't lie. I take it as it comes. And then the little smile on his face said, I'm happy to not be getting on a plane. Yeah. I mean, they, they're bombarded with he, travel. I, he'd done it. He'd done it again and again and again. And I'm sure in the beginning, it was just super cool. Uh, you know, Gobert, somebody did a story I saw on ESPN. We're talking about, you know, this was his dream. And even I like what he said the other night. Uh, they asked him, I think Tony Tony Parks asked him about, uh, you know, was this something that you dreamed of? And when did you think it was possible? And he said when he started to see his name on draft boards mm-hmm. uh, before he was even in mm-hmm. the NBA. And that, yep. that's he had lofty goals for himself. Yeah. But, Way way earlier than anybody else, yeah. and then he said about the All Star game, and then he said his response was, "Well, let's not get carried away here." Well, but that's yeah, not. That what, was his, he had a friend saying yeah, that to him. Yeah, that's well, not who now? he, he says, was. He says we laugh about it, and he tells me I'm right. <laughs> yeah, and so this is this is a great opportunity in a moment. This your first one. I can only imagine. I mean, I made the All Star team, CYO, uh, eighth grade. That's Catholic Youth Organization. Uh-huh. And and you know what? I didn't start that game because they had a practice and they missed it because my sister had moved out to Phoenix and I went out with my mother to visit her. 
So you couldn't start an all-star game because you missed an all-star practice? Mm-hmm. Oh, rules, boy. Yeah. The disciplinarians in CYO well, and CYO basketball. And the coach didn't really know who I was. For starters. It wasn't necessarily a rule. He didn't know who I okay. was because I wasn't there to show my stuff. And so uh, were there eight kids on the team or 12 I, or 20? Couldn't tell you. It was a long time ago. We put, But we played it at the Big Jim Morris Catholic High School. Ooh, and when you're a kid, you get to play in the high school yeah. court. That's a big deal. And that's where my sister Not went. Not the 60-foot sideways court, no. the full 90. Yeah, it was a high school gym. And my sister went to Morris Catholic. I got two siblings. And it's interesting, none of us went to the same high school. That is weird. Yeah, we all went to three. You would think with siblings, yeah. somebody would go to the same high school. <laughs> yeah. They're they're uh, ten years older than me, but even they didn't go to the same high school. Um, and then I, I moved to Arizona, so I didn't even go in the same state. Well, my, and, my dad has a brother ten years younger, but the two older kids went to the same school. Then the third one went to a different one. Yeah, but at so, least somebody went to the no, same school. All three of us went to different high schools, and so I got in the game. And I think it was uh, it was either the end of the second quarter, or the end of the third quarter. I got the ball as time was running out around my. Uh, defensive three throw line, free throw line and I threw the ball up to half court where the kid was and a defender they collided and the ball tricked trickled back to me at just on the other side of half court on the side like I do often in life it's actually metaphorical I shot from the hip and I banked it in <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a hook shot and you didn't run up the tunnel no <laughs> I remember it specifically from Half court, shooting from the hip, because I'm in the eighth grade, and I'm not very big. I graduated high school, 140 pounds, and so I had to hoist it from the hip, and that puppy, I hit the square, and it went right in. The place went nuts. And that was my only two points in the All-Star game, and I remember it to this day. And here, these guys playing in the NBA All-Star game. What a dream. This is a dream come true. It is. Yeah. So celebrate it, man. And jazz fans, you're right there with them. Celebrate it with them. So I'm all in on these guys. I don't care that they don't play any defense or any of that stuff. So what? No one's playing defense. I get it. But these two guys are having their first experience, and I want to see how it goes. Now, if I'm looking for competition, I got, uh, what do I got? I got Utah and Oregon. Yes, they play Sunday. Most of the Pac-12 plays Saturday, yeah. but they play Sunday. Yeah, Sunday 7 night. o'clock our time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. that's real competition. So I'm covered. If I want real competition, <laughs> I got it. I got it that day, because that'll be real competition. And the Utes are playing Oregon. Guess who I'm going to be rooting for? Utah. Yeah, I don't ever root for the Knights. Never, ever. I can't say never. Sometimes, you know. When they, Oregon played Auburn? They got to represent. Yeah. It was hard. Begrudgingly. <laughs> well, yeah. they're going to play, uh, they play Ohio State this year, I right? That won't be hard. Go Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Go Ducks all the way. Yeah. So, uh, having these two cats in here, making their first appearance, it's not a culmination. It's, to me... It's an early part of the process. Mitchell's 23. He won't be the youngest. I mean, Doncic will be there, and he's only like 20. But but still on the early side of your career. Undersized guy, 12th pick, traded. This is and, and to me, that's what it's going to take. This is so symbolic of what the Jazz are about. You're not going to get 
Anthony Davis leveraging a trade to your town, to your team. What you need, what you need to do, is find those players out there who you believe could be really good. So you're going to get the 12th and the 27th guy in the draft that you traded for for Denver both times, and you bring them in here, and they develop, you develop them, and. For Mitchell, three years. Gobert's been longer, and you end up with all stars. Then you sign other guys. You know, you got a couple of foreign guys in there. You get a Conley at the end of his NBA life, basically, not totally, but towards the end. And then you got a good team. So this represents what the Jazz and what Portland and uh, Milwaukee and so forth and so on, what they need to do. Doesn't it? I think it does. Denver. San Antonio. San Antonio is uh, a Lamarcus little different. Aldridge yeah, because he did go they there. They did get one. It's warmer there. They have a history. But uh, they mostly drafted their history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. For sure. Yeah, and they developed guys, obviously. So you can put San Antonio in that category. Not as much as maybe Milwaukee and Salt Lake and Portland. Denver would be a better fit in that group. Denver? Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of those guys getting any big time free agents. No, it was uh, no. And Indiana's had a guy leverage his way out. Paul George was kind of on the Gordon Hayward route, more upfront about it, but still wanted out. And they turned in multiple All Stars. Both of those guys because they got Oladipo and Sabonis mm-hmm. in the trade, and both of those guys will have played in All Star games. Detroit Sabonis is playing this year. Let's throw Detroit on the list. Now they haven't done it, but they need to. No, I don't think of... They're not... People are not clamoring to go to Detroit. No, not at all. Having been there many times, it's nasty in the winter. I mean, <laughs> it is so nasty. I mean, it is... We, we might as well be Palm Springs compared to those guys. I was thinking about that yesterday when I was walking into work and, the, and we knew the sun was going to be shining. And, thinking, and for winter, it's not that bad. Not, and plus, you're you're close. You don't need to. You can drive and where it's warm and play golf and and you know a plane ride of uh, forty five minutes to an hour. You're good to go. Not back in those places, man. Brian Malay grew up in Milwaukee, and people were complaining one weekend in our newsroom at Channel Two about the weather. He's like, "I was in Milwaukee. You have no idea." <laughs> it's, it's right, so much, yeah. and he doesn't really like to argue about stuff like that, or you know, it's not. But he was like, "The wind whipping off the lake. It's bone chilling." Yeah. We were there in March for an NCAA tournament, and sucked. the wind was just howling. Yeah. Though actually, the sun was out. The temperature wasn't bad, but the wind wrecked everything. If the wind had stopped, it would have, it would have been half decent. Well, there's two things about that is it's colder, and the winters last longer. And I can speak from experience where I lived in the Northeast. It's like, can we get this over already? You know, April in Utah can be pretty nice. And you turn on a baseball game in April from the Northeast, and it looks brutal. Yeah. It just looks bad. We get a fair amount of rain, but uh, yeah, I know. So it's much, much nicer here. So these two guys in the All-Star game, this represents excellent management, excellent player development. That's true. Personal player development. That's true. I'm agreeing with all of this. So that's why I'm in. But the culmination was getting named to me. And that's the thing. When yeah, they got named, they were set. But now you talk about the players. So does uh, does Gobert play uh, 7 minutes, 17 minutes, 27 minutes? i got to say I just don't care. I do. Okay. I do. I want to see them out. The only way you're going to get positive pub is to have them be out there talk about you. And Gobert has to play defense. 
<laughs> if he's out there. So if somebody challenges, I don't think he's just going to olay it and go right out of the way. No. He'll try to and block that'll, dunks. He'll try to block dunks and he'll probably get dunked on. I don't know who's announcing it, but they'll talk about them and they'll talk about their emergence. That's good for the franchise. This is a big deal. You need to repent. I'll work on that in the break. DJ and PK. Hey, Joe Ingles is coming up next. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. All right, Joe Ingles and Andy Bailey from Bleacher Report. Both joined us late in yesterday's show. We're going to play those interviews for you. We were talking to Andy and got the call that Joe's ready to go. So we switched from one interview to the other. We'll let you listen to them both. Andy Bailey covers the jazz and the NBA for Bleacher Report and Forbes.com. And Joe, you know all about. Here they are. DJ PK, time to talk NBA and jazz basketball with Andy Bailey. Here at the All-Star break, he joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Andy, good morning. Morning. How are you guys? We are good. We are good. Two-thirds of the NBA season in the books. One-third to go. What surprises you most? You cover the league for Forbes.com and for Bleacher Report, so you see a lot of basketball. You had a lot of expectations. What what's throwing you the curveball? Wow, biggest surprise. Um, I think you know the first one that pops into my head is the team that Utah just played last night. I think is a lot better than I thought they would be. Uh, the Miami Heat, I, the Toronto Raptors. Now that I think about it, I, I, I'm, I'm going to probably amend that and go with the Raptors. Um, losing Kawhi Leonard and and just sort of plugging along the way they have. I'm pretty sure their record is better at this point in this season than it was. Last year, um, they went on a 14 or 15 game winning streak. Uh, Indiana, for a while before they, you know, had the recent losing streak that they went on, they were a bit of a surprise. I think Dallas is a little bit better than people realized. Um, there, there are a few surprise teams here and there, and, and I think it's been good for the league because we came into this season thinking there's going to be six, seven, eight teams. Um, they're going to be legitimate title contenders, and that's proven to be true, and, and maybe even a couple more that we didn't realize like you know I, I wouldn't be stunned if Miami wound up in the finals or Toronto and um, so it's just it's been good for the watchability of the league I think does this jazz team have enough to get to the Western Conference final I think they do um, they, they've been kind of a yo-yo team this season they started off a little bit slow and then of course they had the five game losing streak here recently but when they are when everything's clicking for them they look about as good as any team says maybe the the Bucks um, that I've seen in the league this season. I know they're you know six games behind the Lakers in the loss column, and um, so that's certainly significant. But I I don't hate that matchup in the playoffs. Um, you know LeBron's going to do what he will do, but I I think they have someone who's about as well equipped as anyone to guard Anthony Davis in in Rudy Gobert and. They could probably use a few more big bodies to throw at LeBron, like they had Jay Crowder um, last season. But 
that that's something that you can say about any team. Like nobody's going to stop LeBron. You just have to have a couple guys who can slow him down for a few minutes here and there. Um, I I honestly believe there's five, maybe six teams in the West. I, I'll, I'll stick with five that could make the NBA Finals, and I would put Utah absolutely in that group that could get to the conference finals and could get to the finals. How much does Jordan Clarkson surprise you? How much is this a hot streak, and how much is this the real him? There's three questions, or answer them in any yeah. way you'd like. Man, um, speaking of surprises, that's one that I probably could have thrown out and answered to your first question. I, I liked the trade when it happened. I, I thought that's not a lot to give up. Um, Dante Exum had already fallen out of favor with Quinn Snyder a few years ago. He wasn't playing. Two second-round picks, those are complete wild cards. You never know what you're going to get from that. Um, so I just thought, well, this is a guy that's going to provide a little bit of a spark off the bench. And that turned out to be just a, a drastic um, a drastic underestimate of, of what he would eventually provide. I, I think maybe a little bit of a little bit of it is a hot streak. Um, but he's not playing too much differently than he did in Cleveland, which makes me think maybe there's some sustainability here. Um, his true shooting percentage in Utah is 59.4. It was 58.1 in Cleveland, in, in more minutes in Cleveland, too. Um, his offensive box plus minus, which is just sort of a catch-all number that takes a player's offensive contributions and puts them into one stat, it was slightly better in Cleveland than it is in Utah. Um, certainly this season as a whole, the Cleveland and Utah numbers combined looks like an outlier compared to the rest of his career. But it's not, you know, it's not unprecedented for a player to, to – you know, turn over a new leaf around 26, 27 years old, and maybe that's what we're seeing from Jordan Clarkson. And, and we're also seeing, I think, um, perhaps the most functional team that he's ever been on. Um, he was on the Lakers in those years where they were just dreadful. Um, he, he was on Cleveland for, again, just a dreadful team here the last couple of years. Now he's a part of a, a good, strong system. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if it's sustainable. Is he going to go out and score like 20 to 25 points a game? Um Probably not, but I think the general sort of impact and efficiency that we're seeing, I, I think there's a very good chance that could be maintained. Is anybody good enough to beat the Lakers in the Western Conference Final? I think so. Um, I think that the tiers for title contention right now are the Bucks are kind of by themselves. Um, they're they're absolutely a juggernaut. They just lost a game, but but Giannis wasn't playing and. On the season, um, before the game, I haven't run the numbers since they lost last night, but they were actually about plus eight points per hundred possessions when Giannis was off the floor, which is the equivalent of about the number two team in the league. Um, so they're clearly tier one. I think tier two is probably the Lakers and the Clippers. And I I don't think the Nuggets, the Jazz, and the Rockets are that far behind um, the Lakers and the Clippers. Again, regular season record, the Lakers have a big advantage over the Jazz right now. I don't I – don't, hate that matchup. Um, again, there's nobody that you can really match up with LeBron, but I think Gobert does a decent job against Anthony Davis. And then in terms of supporting cast, after the, the top two, three guys of each team, I, I think I take Utah on a landslide. Um, now, the thing is, depth and, and supporting cast has traditionally not been quite as important in the playoffs as, as it is in the regular season. And, uh, you know, I, don't, I think you'd have to be a little bit off your rocker to argue that Utah has a better top two than L.A., um, but I think if you extend it to you know six, seven matchups deep, it, it starts to look fairly favorable for the Jazz. It's just that, again, um, in the playoffs, it's often about who has the best player, who has the best couple players. Um, we're we're going to have to have some kind of a special postseason from Donovan Mitchell. 
Boyan Bogdanovich will have to keep doing what he's doing. I, I think it would obviously help if Mike Conley could kind of come along for the ride. Um, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Utah beat them. I wouldn't be shocked if the Nuggets beat them either. I, I, they had a good game last night, and the, the Lakers are now up 2-1 in that season series. Um, but Denver was without Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr. They're another team that I think can beat L.A. on the depth um, side of things. Same with the Clippers. Uh, better depth than the Lakers. So uh, I could have answered with L.A. The Lakers is one of the surprises, too, because I thought their supporting cast was pretty bad, and, and they outperformed what I thought. But I, I don't think they're anything close to invincible. Andy Bailey covers the NBA and Utah Jazz for Bleacher Report and Forbes.com. Uh, Mike Conley is a lightning rod. Some people love him. Some people think the team is much better without him. I think it's a work in progress, and to me, both the numbers and the eyeball tests say he is fitting in much better over the last five to ten games. The offense is flowing better. I think it looks better. His numbers have been good. We obviously need a bigger sample size, but it seems to me like it's clearly trending up. On the other hand, you know, sometimes I'm a total idiot, so what do you think? <laughs> no, I think you're right. I, I, I think work in progress is a good way to define uh, what this season has been for Mike Conley. And just in terms of Raw numbers, there's no question that he's been better in this most recent stint. Um, now, he's missed the last couple games, but if you if you just look at the numbers he had in the 10 games uh, between this absence and the one before it, he's at 13.4 points, 46% from the field, 36% from three. Um, that's solid. The, the thing that's concerning, um, and I've had this concern basically since the start of the season, they're, they're just so small when Conley and Mitchell are on the floor together. Um, after the NBA remeasured everybody this season, uh, they now have two guys listed at six one in their starting backcourt, and I think Donovan Mitchell can get away with it because he's he's sort of a thick six one. He's got a great wingspan. I think his wingspan is something like six nine, six ten. He's obviously a great athlete, and so he can make up for that lack of three, four, five inches that he has against some shooting guards. Um, but they're they're just going to face a lot of backcourts that are bigger than them, and I think that hurts them defensively. Um, over the course of the season, and, and Conley's numbers here are affected by the fact that Utah played a lot of bad teams when he was out for that extended extended stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, but Utah's net points per hundred possessions is almost five points worse when Conley's on the floor over the course of the season. And they have beaten a few good teams with him out. I mean, they just beat the Rockets in the Heat with Conley out. So I I think it's too early to say this just didn't work. Um it, like like you said, I think it's probably a work in progress still, but I also think it's fair to have a little bit of concern um, just about the fit generally. Andy, as always, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again later this season. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Andy Bailey covers the NBA and the Utah Jazz for Bleacher Report and Forbes.com. So we didn't know when it would happen. You know when it happened, PK? Right now. Right about the time it always happens. Time to check in with Joe Ingles. Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush! And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (coughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. 
Joe, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? We're doing well. You know, we've uh, we've thought uh, a lot and talked a lot about uh, your interview a week ago, and I was curious. You know, that at that point, you know, obviously there was a five game losing streak, and now there's a four game winning streak. But like at this, it, losing their mind, right? Exactly. Yes, yes absolutely. The Jazz are very <laughs> important. Doing, is everyone okay this morning? Yep. Yeah, everyone is. But I'm, I'm wondering, I'm and we were kind of expecting this, that you would come on and be in pretty much the same mood you were in last week. I'm probably in a better mood because I've got seven days off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mean, in terms of, of the basketball kind of side of things, um, I, I'm not going to say I expected or I knew that we would win four straight kind of thing with, obviously we're playing some good teams, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, we weren't going to lose the rest of the games all year and, um, we were, we were playing good teams. We weren't playing our, our, our best basketball. We were playing against good teams and like I said, we weren't going to win every game for the rest of the year. So I think it's. Um, you, you learn a lot when you lose games and when you lose five in a row and um, everyone's freaking out and um, like I said we've we've always from even from like I said five six years ago when I first got here we've really done a good job and obviously that's on Quinn and management of just kind of staying the course the whole time even those first couple of years when we obviously talent wise we probably weren't as talented as other teams but we, we worked and we worked and we worked and we we do the same thing now, win or lose. Uh, um, not today because I've got All Star break, so I'm not working on anything for a couple of days. But once we get back into it, we'll, we'll be doing the same thing for the the kind of last third of the year. So I was thinking, as DJ said, about your responses to uh, last week when you said, you know, I'm going to breakfast with my wife, everything's the same, blah, 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 I'm not stressing. I'm thinking, you know, you have to have that attitude because there's always a game tomorrow, so to speak, and so there's no point getting revved up. But then I'm also thinking, you know, with you, I want you to be blowing kisses. I want you to be trash-talking toward during games because that means you're playing well, and that's the whole objective is to have everybody play well and win games. So how are you able then to have over here compartmentalize your life and then when it's time to go, be totally all in to where nothing around you is mattering because you're so focused on the game and you can turn it on and be ready to go? Um, I think you just, uh, I think it takes time. I think you've learned how to, um, get that perspective of, of basketball. And like I've said a million times, it's, it's just a game and there's so much more, not just going on in my life, but in, in other basketball life and in general people's life that, um, I, I understand the kind of like entertainment side and the business side and we want to win games and fans pay a lot of money for us to win games and, we go out there like that, obviously, every night. We, we practice the way we practice and we watch film. We do all that extra stuff so that we can win games. But um, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a basketball game. And um, I think I've I've always said for, since I had the kids, it was probably the first time of um, like kind of understanding that perspective of being able to go to basketball and, and put everything I've got into to getting better and, and preparing for, for the next game. But once I leave the gym, the either the arena or practice, uh, I'm going home to my, my wife and kids. And that's um, like, I'm not going home thinking about basketball. I'm going home to put my time and effort into to them. And um, obviously now even more, once, once we had Jacob's stuff last year, it, it really kind of 
was, was even clearer to me that that it's just a game and there's so much more going on in, in the world. And um, like I said, I, I I go there and I, I try and do my job to to the best of my ability and obviously try and win basketball games because that's what we all want to do. Um, but but once that game and the siren sounds, it's um, it's Renee and the kids and um, yeah, I've just I, I think. Just through experiences and um, and over time, I've learned to, to really be able to split those two. And um, yeah, I think it, it's been it's been really good for me. Are the technical fouls worth it after the game when you went back <laughs> last last night? If I knew I was going to get one, I would have said a bit more. But um, I think a part of it too is not not saying that I, I was trying to get it, but trying to make a point of like what, what was going on and I, I thought they were I definitely on the field my possessions were, were grabbing and holding me and we were getting some some I thought some kind of 50-50 calls down the other end so just trying to kind of even it up a little try and help us get some of them and um, sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't sometimes it's um, just cost me the couple grand and I've got to keep it moving but Renee just hit me in the car because she doesn't like it when I get <laughs> Well, She's belted me in the shoulder. The thing that I liked is you knew you already had one, and I think at the end of the first half you thought about slapping the uh, <laughs> yeah. the cushion there, but then you held back, and it was like you're running. Oh, I already got a tee. Last thing I, I can did, do yeah, is get I thrown out. The referee who takes me up um, at halftime, I said, because it's the new half, I get like it's all sets zero, right? Like I can, I've got another one up my sleeve, and he was like, no, no, no. Nope. I was like, Dude, I was joking. I, I know the rules, oh. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, I, 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 I shouldn't get too many because they are expensive. So now that you're at the All Star break, it's a natural break in the season, and you got uh, 28 games or so to go. You got a third of the season left. Can you evaluate where the team's at and what your thoughts are on it? Um, yeah, I mean, I think we, I think we've been good. Uh, I think coming into the the season. Um, I, I think, I mean, not just our team. Obviously, we we knew we were a good team with the guys we had, um, but I guess the outside kind of noise too. I think everyone thought we were just going to go like whatever, fifty and zero All Star break or whatever, and that's obviously not the case. It's a, it's a really good league. I think we've had some ups and downs. I think with the new guys, like I've always spoken about, it's going to take some time. And I think we, we've. We've had that. We've had some really good games. We've, we've had some really bad games. Um, but, I mean, since I've been here, and obviously you guys know, I don't know exactly what our records have been every All-Star, but they haven't been great. Um, and we're in a really good spot. We're, I don't know what we are, third, fourth, fifth. Um, in the West, right up there, kind of anywhere from could, could go second to six or seven, I think, how close it is. But um, we know we've got work to do. Um, we, we know we want to get our whole team out there together as much as possible, kind of this next, whatever it is, 30 games, and play as much together as we can and um, obviously kind of get get ourselves rolling for, for when the playoffs come around. As you sit back now and look over a bigger chunk of time, are you surprised how easily and quickly Jordan Clarkson has fit in? Or maybe it's just it looked easy to us and you know a lot of hard work goes into that behind the scenes. Um, it's probably been easier. Um, he's probably had one of the better kind of transitions of anyone we've we've traded for mid-season. Um, I mean, I've never been in that situation, but uh, I can imagine coming from... And he'd been in Cleveland a, a couple of years now, so you kind of get used to 
a system and a coach and a kind of organization and then you, you get thrown in and um, we were actually talking about it the other day and he was so glad that he got traded um, whatever like 20 games ago instead of now because he's got that up his sleeve before All-Star obviously a lot of guys have just been traded recently and um, will get kind of 25 games with their team Jordan's going to get I don't know 45, 50 at the end of it so um, yeah, he's been really good he's a He's a great guy. Um, he, he's, he's actually he's hilarious, um, and yeah, he's, he's fitted in really well. I think he's been, as, as kind of everyone's talked about, he's been that that piece that that we've needed. Um, come off the bench, he's aggressive. He, he you kind you, you know what you're getting with Jordan, um, and that's the greatest thing. He's he's aggressive. He he gets to the basket. He makes plays, and um, that's what we've needed him to do. And he's done a, a hell of a job. So you didn't go to college, so you might not understand it, but I'm going to relate it to an experience that you're going through. I can recall one, at least for myself, and I think a lot of college students saying you count the days to spring break, and when it's here, you're so happy because you you can just relax for a week. Is that the way you approach All-Star break? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about All-Star break right now. Um, it's, uh, you never you try not to think about it too much leading up to it, no? Do want to you want to finish off the, especially our situation losing four or five straight or whatever you want to you want to turn it around and win those last few games and um, obviously we were, we were able to do that but now we go into the break in a in a good frame of mind and guys can get rest and obviously we get to watch Donovan and Rudy um, which are obviously the whole everyone in Utah is extremely excited about um, to see them play. And, um, Obviously, for players, we just get to to be able to hang out with our families, and I know a lot of guys are going away and doing their thing. Um, it is a great time to kind of refresh and come back in, in a few days' time and start practicing, and then, like you said, get ready for that kind of last third of the year, and obviously finishing off strong, and then heading into the playoffs. So when Quinn loses his voice, how much do practice and games change? And are there times you look at him and say, I, I really have no idea what you just said? Yeah. Because usually his voice is loud enough to get across the court, and he's pretty direct. And, um, I hope he's not listening, but it's been it's been uh, a lot quieter around the, around the practices and games. And it's been funny. He's come into timeouts, and we've had to like sit so close to him because we literally can't hear, especially... Um, the the back to back we had he was he was really bad so um, I know you guys probably heard a little bit in media and all that but yeah it was it was very uh, it was very different because we're obviously used to him being the leader and kind of controlling what we do and um, it was funny to hear him struggle struggling to be able to communicate a little bit. So what you what are you getting your wife for Valentine's? What do you want for Valentine's? Day, <laughs> She just wants to sleep in. Sleep in. We're too old to be like. <laughs> You're too old. Yeah, it's not really. Oh come on. Not, well, it's not really. Uh, like I, I, like I'm gonna what, write her a letter and say I love you. I don't know. I, mean, then, you, I thought like Australians I, were romantic. But shouldn't you just do that anyway, or like every now and then, or like whatever, like. I don't need a special data to tell me to do that. No, but you got to do something different. It's maybe not uh, more special, but something different to show her your love on February 14th. Come on, Joe. Don't you have I'll any romanticism? Cheesecake okay, Cheesecake Factory. That's okay. <laughs> All right. I can. No, I can. I mean, 
No, we're going to. We're actually we're staying here for all star, so we're just going to chill. And the kids, are, Jacob's in therapy and stuff like that. So it's um, it's going to be nice to for us to be at our at our home still and um, take the kids. We just dropped Miller at school together this morning, which Miller was over the moon about, um, and just be able to do stuff and do stuff together and hang out and, and then get in my own bed at the end of the day. It's, um, so we're going to enjoy it. Well, just reach over right now and hold her hand for me. Would you do that? No, not yet. <laughs> just BK saying it kind of ruins it, doesn't it, Joe? I mean, even if you wanted to, a, now you don't. We're sitting in a Ford Raptor together in a parking lot waiting for you guys to leave me alone. All right. Well, we'll make it official. We will leave you alone. You have a good week. Maybe get her a box of chocolates or something. You can't go wrong with a box Tell of her we said hi. Yeah. Uh, the boys say hi. You said, hey, guys. <laughs> All right. Now it's really she time said, to leave you alone. Like it. All right. Thank you, Joe. She's going to fill in for me one episode. That yeah, I, absolutely. Oh, that'd be great. We're totally I still want you to bring her in the studio. We'll come in the studio one day. Okay, cool. Uh, deal. All right. So for Valentine's for Day. Valentine's Day present. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. For Valentine's Day, you get to hang out with the radio guys. <laughs> Worst Valentine's ever. All right. Thank you, Joe. All right, thanks, guys. DJ and PK, more in a moment. Stay with us. This is 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.